Good Wednesday. Welcome back to Locked On Buckeyes. I'm your host, Kyle Lamb. Thanks for tuning in. A smorgasbord, a potpourri of things to discuss today on the Locked On Buckeyes podcast. Coming up, big happenings in the college football scheduling world. I'll tell you what great matchup is coming up next season, why I'm excited about it, and it could uh, signify a nice trend coming in college football. Also, some recruiting news for Ohio State football. A visit is on the horizon that the Buckeyes have very much been anticipating. I'll tell you who that is. Ohio State basketball. Don't sweat it. They're in the tournament. I'll explain that coming up. And the basketball tournament coming to the Cavelli Center at The Ohio State University. We will discuss that later in the show as well. Lock on Buckeyes podcast, your daily Ohio State football and basketball podcast. Catch us up to five days a week on your favorite podcasting platform. We're on Apple, iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, Spotify, iHeartRadio, or simply say, play the Lock on Buckeyes on your smart speakers. Find me on Twitter at KYLAM8. Find the show at Locked on Buckeye. Real quick, I want to make a, a little bit of a correction, a retraction, if you will. I'm not going to put this on the seventh page of the newspaper, uh, seventh page of the dailies. Uh, so I said on the Monday episode of Locked on Buckeyes, I was talking about the switch, position switch of Cade Stover from defensive end to tight end. For some reason, I had a major brain freeze, and I referred to him as an incoming freshman, a, a guy that's been in, already enrolled and on campus. Well, he is on campus, obviously, and I, uh, I regret the error, but obviously he was already at Ohio State this past season. Just a brain freeze on my part. I realized it after the show was already posted. It's too late. So I want to apologize. I'm not completely off my rocker. I know I've been taking crazy pills lately, but that was just an inadvertent error. Cade Stover, of course, is already part of the program, so the position switch uh, came after his freshman year at playing defensive end, and they're looking to move him to tight end. So everything I said was generally true, except for the part like, oh, yeah, he's not an incoming freshman. He has already been on campus. When you see guys like this, sometimes you just, in your head, you forget about them because you're not seeing them on the field much. But Cade Stover, already part of Ohio State. He is not an incoming freshman. He is a freshman to be a sophomore next season. So apologize for the error, but I did want to issue that correction uh, before we got any further. Coming up next, we'll talk about a big scheduling matchup in college football. This time of the offseason can be a little bit uh, mundane, a little bit boring. Not a lot going on sometimes. You're past signing day, so the recruiting hasn't really picked up. The underclassmen, of course, really start to come in fast and furious in March, April, especially through the summer. But this time of year, there's not a lot of college football recruiting going on, at least you know guys committing anyhow. And there's not a lot of important news. You're just kind of waiting for the draft. But there was a, a piece of interesting information to come out uh, as far as scheduling is concerned. Georgia and Clemson in 2021 will be playing in September in Charlotte in a non-conference neutral site game, which really, really excites me because at this point, college football, I, I still think, I'm not going to go back and, and rehearse the eight-team playoff argument. You've heard it from me so many times, but I will say this. I, I still think people are overlooking how important an eight-team playoff would be to scheduling, and it would create matchups like this because there is less of a obstacle 
to play big time non-conference games in September, especially a month that has been for the last 20 years, very frequently a snooze fest, but games like this would make college football more exciting. And and don't get me wrong. There are so many matchups coming out that we're hearing about in the future for college football, but so many of them, I don't know about you, but I can't get excited about a game in 30, 34. And, and we're hearing so many of these games be scheduled well in advance. And we're talking about guys that will be suiting up in that game who are four, five, six years old right now in some cases. And that's just insanity to me. So I can't get excited about all those matchups. Who knows if they'll stick. That's so far down the road. But Clemson, Georgia is for real. It is coming next season, 2021. And that is a matchup that there is no reason if you're a college football fan not to really be excited about. That's a big-time matchup. Look, college football, I think, if there is one issue right now, it's kind of an elitist club, okay? It's it's suffering from exclusivity as a whole. Now, if you're an Ohio State fan, you don't mind this because you're part of the club. If you're an Alabama or Clemson fan, you're part of the club. Georgia, uh, Oklahoma, kind of right there teeter-tottering on the part of the club. But everybody else in college football is on the outside looking in. If you're a Michigan fan, and God help you if you are, but if you're a Michigan fan, you have no hope right now. You're you're a once-proud program who is watching Ohio State throttle you year in, year out. And if that weren't bad enough, you have no shot, really, of winning the Big Ten in most years. And even if you do win the Big Ten, you're still on the outside looking in for having a legitimate shot at winning a national title. And I just think college football could be better off for that. Okay. I really do. I, I think the thing about college basketball as frustrating as it can be. Some people say they don't like the regular season. They don't like the upsets in the tournament. The upsets are what brings the glitz and glamor to the NCAA basketball tournament, because going in, in a given year, you have a chance to see sometimes a dozen teams legitimately win the championship in a, in a season like this, I hate to say there are no great teams because that would be kind of disrespectful to teams like Baylor and Kansas and San Diego state and Gonzaga who are winning all of their big matchups for the most part and playing really well. But let's be honest, as far as talent is concerned, as far as five stars must see TV guys that we know will be NBA lottery picks and, and are making college basketball better there's not a lot of teams like that. There's not a lot of players like that. You know, there's just not a lot of uh, spectacle in college basketball this year, but that will all be made up for in the uh, postseason tournament because the unpredictability is the reason why the mainstream public who doesn't follow college basketball tunes in. Now I'm not suggesting college football go that route. I think it would be unwise to go to a 16-team tournament as much as I want an 18 playoff. I agree with some people that there is a point of diminishing returns to adding a postseason. And that's why I think eight is kind of the sweet spot. I want to see more matchups like Clemson and Georgia. So for Ohio State, when you look down the road to play Oregon the next couple of years and then have Texas coming up in the future, Boston College, Notre Dame, All of these matchups really are exciting. Now, Ohio State has never been short on scheduling 
big time elite college football programs. So they're in the minority. They're already in the club. But to be honest, if I set aside, and I know some of you will disagree because obviously you care more about Ohio State than you care about college football. But as a college football fan, I think it is vital that we get more of these matchups. And I'm really excited. Clemson, Georgia in Charlotte. I think that'll be a, a fascinating, awesome football game. We need more matchups like this in college football. I think it'll look Ohio state is, is not going anywhere. It, you know, it may open up the door for more appearances by Penn state or Michigan, Wisconsin, Nebraska, but Ohio state is not going to suffer because of they're still going to be in the race every year. They're still going to win a lot of games. So I say the 18 playoff is another reason, uh, or, or I say the uh, college football non-conference schedule is another reason for instituting an 18 playoff. But either way, regardless of your feelings on the playoff, it is great to see Clemson and Georgia. This is exciting for college football. Hey, uh, one quick recruiting note, since we're talking about the off season, and I know there's not a lot going on. There was one item I wanted to bring up real quick. Evan Pryor, the fifth consent, fifth ranked running back in the country in the 2021 recruiting class. As far as the 24 seven sports composite rankings, you know, he's a guy that I've, I've discussed here a couple times recently on the episode of Lock on Buckeyes. Well, he apparently will be returning to Ohio State for a visit here next month in March. And there was some thought that maybe he would return for the spring game. But he says, as he tells Letterman Rowe uh, here this week, that he wants to have a decision made by April and that his visit would most likely come in March He says that Ohio State is just basically telling him they want to, quote, seal the deal with him when he returns to Ohio State uh, next month. So that was kind of an encouraging comment, I think, uh, the fact that they're talking about sealing the the deal and that he says that in, in those words tells me that they think they got a good shot at wrapping this thing up. So Evan Pryor, running back from North Carolina, 2021, the fifth ranked running back in the 24 seven sports composite will be returning to Ohio State. He visited for the Penn State game last fall. He'll be back on campus in March with the goal of making his decision in April. Coming up next, Ohio State. I'll tell you why I think that they are in the tournament with no problem. And the Carmen's crew defending their title back at home. I'll explain. Coming up next. I know I touched on this a, a little bit already in the episode yesterday. But it's worth repeating. Ohio State basketball folks, get off the ledge. They're fine. In the bracket matrix, consensus bracket projections from currently 78 amateur and professional bracket projectors, bracketologists, whatever you want to call them, they unanimously think Ohio State is in the field. They are a consensus six seed right now, and Ohio State... Uh, look, there's. I think they have 22 at-large teams behind Ohio State in the latest projection updated as of Tuesday on the bracket matrix. So let's get that out of the way. Ohio State, barring a huge collapse, is going to be in the NCAA tournament. I would go, go so far to say if they even beat Nebraska on the road, that would probably be enough to get them in. Maybe they need to win another game or two just to be on the safe side. 
But the, the reason I say beat Nebraska is because I know some of you are thinking, well, that's not a quality win. You're right. But what that would do is that would ensure that they have no bad losses. That is one thing that is, is in their favor right now. Ohio State has zero bad losses. That is category three or quadrant three or quadrant four losses. And by doing that, that basically means that there's there's nothing to look at Ohio State. All of their losses right now are quad one or quad two, which means they're considered quality losses and they're not going to be used against Ohio State when the men's basketball committee meets next month. So avoid the bad loss. That's the key for Ohio State. Don't lose to Nebraska. Everybody else would be, quote unquote, a quality loss if you want to look at it that way. So I think at at this point, Ohio State just needs to avoid the bad loss and they're in good shape. Uh, as far as picking up wins, of course, they could help themselves with any of the wins this week at Iowa, Maryland, what have you. You've, you've got Michigan State coming up on the road at the end of the season, Illinois at Michigan, Illinois and Michigan coming up at home as well. So down the stretch, Ohio State has opportunities for more quality wins. The bottom line is they are borderline top 10 in all the power ratings, uh, 10th or 11th, basically. They are doing very well in the KPI. They've got a great strength of record. Everything you want to see from Ohio State's resume and profile is there. The no bad losses, wins away from home, quality wins, as in quadrant one wins, strong strength of schedule, you name it, Ohio State has it. It would take a really big collapse for them not to make the NCAA tournament. So it's time to focus now on winning out or at least winning frequently down the stretch. Winning out is probably asking too much, but just getting hot down the stretch, improving their Big Ten tournament seating, improving their NCAA tournament seating, and then let the chips fall where they may. But Ohio State is going to be in the NCAA tournament barring a collapse. They are not anywhere near the bubble right now. Of course, if things fell apart, that could change. Uh, we'll, We'll keep an eye on what happens with DJ Carton because he could be an important piece of this team, I think, They are playing well without him right now, cutting down on the turnovers, but certainly he is a scorer and a playmaker and a guy that could contribute to the offense really getting hot down the stretch. They're playing better than people are giving them credit for right now, but there is obviously another gear that they could reach and DJ Carton could help him reach, help them reach that goal or that tier. So we'll see what happens with him. He's currently home in Iowa. Uh, We'll see if, you know, maybe he rejoins the team here coming up this weekend, comes back to Columbus. Don't know what's going to happen with that. There was some hope or speculation that maybe he could return soon. I've been saying here, of course, on the on the podcast, just a guess, nothing more, that I thought maybe he would be back by March. Maybe it'll be sooner. We'll see what happens. So Ohio State, don't sweat it, folks. They're going to be in the tournament barring a collapse. Uh and DJ Carton, we will keep an eye on him. Hey, real quick, for those of you fans of the basketball tournament, of course, you may remember last fall, or I'm sorry, last summer, Ohio State alums won the basketball tournament championship. The Carmen's crew, they will be back in action this summer to try to defend their returning or the defend their championship from last year. And if you want to watch this group of former Ohio State players, including Aaron Kraft, John Diebler, etc., they will be playing at the Covelli Center in the first couple rounds of the tournament this year. 
Check that out. That is going to be in July. Uh, go to Ohio State uh, Athletics website for more information on how to get tickets. That will be over the Cavelli Center, the new volleyball and wrestling arena on campus at the Ohio State University. That's going to wrap it up here for the Lockdown Buckeyes podcast. Thanks for giving us a listen. Of course, you can find and follow us on your favorite podcasting platform. Be sure to tell friends and family members about us. We're on Apple, iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, Spotify, iHeartRadio, etc., etc. Find me on Twitter at KYAME. Find the show at Lockdown Buckeye. Thanks for listening. We'll be back on Thursday. Have a great one, everybody.